does, which is very unlike most political groups. We don't go beg politicians, oh, please, oh, please help us out. When politicians vote against your liberty, we go and expose them in front of their voters and make things really painful for them. And that's what gets us a lot of enemies. I'm equally hated on the Republican side as I am on the Democrats, but we're loved by patriots because they know where our heart's at. But I don't see how the current trajectory where things going are going to lead to peaceful times. And that's what's very scary. And Joe Biden is going to have blood in his hands for the things that he's doing. We we want to do this through the peaceful political route, but we are getting stopped so many times from our government that at some point it's not going to lead in the right direction. And I want to make sure that they stop this as much as possible because that is a scary premise of our country because there's too many patriots out there that are going to be like, this is enough. With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. This next guest I have on, I am a serious fan of. His name is Jake Dusenberg, and he is the president of Action for Liberty. And he, honestly, he's my hero. Their whole group are, people in this group are my heroes. They are an action-oriented group here in Minnesota about freedom. And they're, they're true patriots. And they get out there and they do all the hard work necessary to hold politicians accountable for how they vote and making sure they vote for America first issues that they're voting for freedom and that they're voting with the constitution this guy is a veteran he's very yeah he's just so good he's very committed i think every state in the country needs an action for liberty or a group like this i think there's a lot you can learn from him he and his group are the reason why our governor here in minnesota had to end the emergency powers. I mean, it took a long time, but they actually got it to happen. I think he saved lives here. It's the reason that we aren't a California here in Minnesota. And for all of your states out there that are having problems, which is all of you, you need a group like this. And I think that you can learn how and what to do from this group. And perhaps you have a group in your state and you can give him ideas. I don't know, but I got to tell you, these people are heroes and they have done such great work and they need more help in our state, but they also can help others just by being a role model on what to do in other states. And that's why I wanted to have them on. I've been trying to get them on for a while because I've been so impressed with their work. And I think you will be impressed as well. I mean, he's a veteran. He is very in tune with all the issues. He does give a bleak picture if things don't change. And we talk about that and what that means, what that means to our country. I mean, he's been in the military, seen how all these other countries are run. And it's scary to see how the United States is getting to be like some of these other countries. And then we don't have an option. I, we talk about this. This is a really good, it's a serious interview in the sense that these issues are so serious. And, uh, you know, we, we need to all get involved. And I, I got to tell you, this isn't a left-right issue. This is a American issue. The, the Democrats, 
they're always for freedom of speech. They're always for freedom of health, medical freedom. So, so many Democrats are coming the way of this movement. Yeah, you got this one abortion issue and they're trying to turn everything into that. That's not okay to take everyone's freedoms to just focus on that one issue. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to gaslight everybody, focus on that one issue so that you're willing to give all your rights away. That's what's happening with the Democratic Party. And don't let them do that to you. I mean, make sure that you see what the real issues are because it's just crazy. So anyways, I think you'll appreciate this interview with Jake Duesenberg. And you can learn more about his organization at libertyforaction.com. I have the link below. Make sure you go there and let's get into this really, really good conversation with Jake Duesenberg. Hi, Jake. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. You're someone that I have been wanting to interview for a long time. And I think my listeners would absolutely love you and your organization and Action for Liberty. And I got to tell you, I think your organization, you know, during the lockdowns, I kept getting these emails from Jake and Action for Liberty. I think you, not only did you help Minnesota not become California, I think your organization probably saved a lot of lives. And I was so impressed with what you were doing. I think the whole country needs a Jake Action for Liberty in every single state. Can you talk a little bit about what your organization does? Because people need to know about you. Our mission is to protect liberty for the next generation. And so it's funny that you were introduced to us during COVID because that's actually what made us grow tremendously. Because we've been at this for a while. We go back to the Tea Party movement. But it was about, well, I like to tell the story often. It was about March 13th, and we all saw the NBA season was canceled. We're like, that's a billion-dollar industry, like, just gone, done, right? That's that's a big deal. Also, Because we've, we've heard about these, oh, and the next pandemic, the scary thing from the media, and no one ever believed it would come true, and then all of a sudden the NBA cancels their season, and then subsequently governors issued these states of emergency. And we all remember this time. Oh, this this could be dangerous. This is a novel coronavirus. We all learned that word, right? Well, we didn't know, right? We were like, oh my God. No. And then we were hearing the stories out of China that people were just, I mean, it was they're shutting down their whole country. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, we, we really heard the stories out of China. That got censored eventually. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, exactly. It was a scary time. No one knew what was going on. So it was about a week into the pandemic, and our governor, Tim Walz, decided unilaterally that he was going to shut down our state and lock us in our homes. Everyone kind of understood the concept of 15 days to slow the spread. That should be voluntary, right? We all would do our part. No one wants uh, hospitals having this huge surge of people and being overwhelmed. So, but then he then he he didn't insist that he he actually ordered us. And in that order, he said, if you don't follow my order, you could end up in jail for 90 days. I know, yeah. And and I'm a veteran, you know, 12 years in the Army. I'm like, that is so wrong. I mean, you don't need to be a veteran, but I think there's something about veterans that kind of understand this very yeah. well, especially us that have actually served overseas. And it's like, that's what I fought against right there. Our country is a republic. We have a constitution that protects our rights. And this guy by himself decrees that you have to stay in your home, otherwise you're thrown in jail for 90 days. And it was so absurd that he actually banned 
camping in state forest. <laughs> and, and basketball hoops and outside it was just crazy I, I know and you kind of say well there's science behind that sports and you're rubbing up against each other but a state force it's like hey why doesn't someone get healthy and go out into a state force where no one's there although i guess we did learn later that deer actually can track covid so maybe that was their plan but wow. that was so the, the first time i and, actually and water yeah. and everything else but go ahead well, that was the first time I ignored his ruling and because, uh, you know, turkey hunting is, is coming up and I'm like, I'm going turkey hunting. So, which I go to a state forest. I like to be way outside where no one else even turkey hunts, go real deep. And it was the first time that, um, you know, I said, no, I'm not following this guy's orders. So you couldn't camp, you couldn't do anything. And um, and so we, we saw this and we said about a week into the pandemic, we said, that's wrong. And this is our issue. We're going to fight this issue. And so um, we organized very quickly. And at that time, we had learned that not everyone's on our side. And actually, even the vast majority of Republicans were on our side. And so, um, but we kept moving forward. And by April 14th, we were able to get a vote in the Minnesota House. And uh, that failed. Um, we had 15 Republicans vote for it. The Minnesota House has 134 members. 60 sorry 59 were republicans that, at that time uh democrats had like a 20 point um uh majority so we had uh 15 republicans vote for it 14 abstained and all the rest democrats and republicans voted against it yeah we got a problem on our hands right? <laughs> we had a big problem yep and, and 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 the legislature should be on board with this because the legislature by our constitution says the legislative powers making laws resides here. There's actually a part of our constitution that says one branch of government can't take the powers of another branch. And that clearly happened. And your, let's just um, be clear here. The legislation was to say that the governor should not be able to mandate it. It should go back to this body. In this case, what it did is it got rid of the emergency orders. Because okay. that's yep. what it did. So, the governor issues emergency orders and a little safeguard in Minnesota law is, well, five, I think it's like five people in this special council get to get away in and vote. Well, it's Attorney General Keith Allison and Secretary of State Steve Simon, all the crony Democrats. So it's a bunch of yes men and Lieutenant Governor. So that's no, that's no democratic that's not process. No. Right. And the legislature doesn't get away in. They can only take those powers away. And as we learned, and every state was like this. The governors just kept renewing them every month. Emergencies weren't even supposed to be over 30 days. What kind of emergency lasts for more than 30 days? None. So the legislature had to take it back, and that meant we had to get a majority in the House and Senate. And the Senate was run by Republicans. They had a three-point, a three-person majority, and the House, as I alluded to, had a 20-person majority. So what our our group does, which is very unlike most political groups, we don't go beg politicians, oh, please, oh, please help us out. When politicians vote against your liberty, we go and expose them in front of their voters and we make things really painful for them. And that's what gets us a lot of enemies. I'm equally hated on the Republican side as I am on the Democrats, but we're loved by patriots because they know where our heart's at. And so we went really tough on Republican leadership and the Republicans that voted against it. And two weeks later, April 28th, we had another vote and all 59 Republicans voted for it. I know it was so, so great. Yep. Flip. So then we looked at the uh, problem and we go, well, we either can start working on this 11 Democrats we need in the House to get the majority, 
or the majority on this bill, um, or we go over where the water should be warm, the Senate. There's a three-person majority in the Senate. And so we couldn't even get a vote in the Republican Senate, not even a vote. Even Scott Jensen, who's now the gubernatorial candidate, wouldn't force a vote on it. So they they adjourned signy die, which means finished with business, um, the third week, of, third week of May, which is when our legislature is done. And the only way they get called back is by a special session by the call of the governor, which ended up happening every month. Can I ask you, because I've interviewed Scott Jensen multiple times, and he really put himself on the line. And compared to Walls, it's not even, he's in a whole nother universe compared to, I mean, he's he's a good guy. He, he put himself out there against everybody else. Why do you think some of the good people were afraid to stand up to that? Yeah, I mean, Scott's a politician and, you know, he's on record. I, I brought this up in a, a debate with him once and has now regretted not doing that. What he did is he was following the party boss at that time, which was uh, Paul Gazelka, Senate Majority Leader. Um, so, you know, Jensen's going to be, you know, like, listen, <laughs> let's just hope Tim Walls doesn't get reelected. I'll put it that way. But it's not like Scott Jensen's going to be this this uh, 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 Ron DeSantis type, right? You're going to need you're going to need to work with this guy, but you can't work with Tim Walls. So we'll put it there. Well, and Scott Jensen at least understands the issues that and how harmful it was, whereas Walls is like a freaking Nazi tyrant. I mean, Walls is following the science, right? What's wrong with that? <laughs> he was as bad as even Newsom. though Scott Jensen was, is a scientist. <laughs> he he's a Newsom. He was a Michigan governor, whatever the heck her Nazi name is. And the governor, you know, the New York, I mean, they killed just as many people in the nursing homes, but you were going after them hard. And one of the things that I'm seeing now from you, and I want you to keep your story if you have more to say on this, because I know you do, but they're going, they're, they're mad at you. And the Republicans are going after you now because all you want is liberty. And I always tell people, I'm just as upset with the Republicans right now as I am the well, the Democrats awful. I mean, they're kind of like foregone conclusion. They're gone. But the Republicans, they act like they care about liberty and all these things, but they don't. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're, they're the same people uh, when it gets to the higher ups of the party. They're just political animals who care about power and control. Right. And so I don't really look at the higher ups of the party, the, the moves and shakers of the establishment as really any different. And, and too many right. people get duped and fooled into thinking they are different. What it's really obvious to me is that you can find good people inside the Republican ranks, though. Certainly the activists, there's a lot of good activists. And there's definitely good politicians. Like in Minnesota, we have Representative Eric Mortensen, who's uh, our champion legis legislator at the Capitol. And this year, there's going to be a ton of new ones. You know, for instance, Nathan Wiesenberg just won up in Little Falls, Senate District 10. Uh, he's going to be the next senator from that area. That guy's going to be a rock star up at the Capitol. So you're going to see good people in the Republican ranks. National level, you got the Rand Pauls of the world, right? So there are good people in the Republican ranks. The Democrats really, they're losing those people. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> the old they're JFK fleeing. Democrats don't really exist anymore. No, well, because if, if they believe at all in this stuff, they've changed parties or they're independent. They just, they can't. And I, I can't tell you how many Democrat, past Democrats I am friends with and I have on my program. It's a lot. Right. Yes, it's a it's a big problem. And you're seeing a lot of those people convert. And, you know, we ended up fighting against these uh, vaccine men. It's another time where we're butting heads with Republicans, you know, 
And uh, we, you know, that issue wasn't necessarily traditionally a conservative issue. No, that issue was very much, uh, in some ways, from the left. I agree. Hesitation to vaccines, but there was no place for that on the political left in America. And so you saw this big alliance of we're a very libertarian as conservative group. I don't think there's much difference between those two terms and the way I see it. Um, and then people from the medical freedom side on the left that they might, uh, <laughs> you know, shop at different stores than I do and not eat meat, but we can come together on an issue very important as medical freedom. Like one of the most important issues is well, medical freedom. And free, freedom of speech, medical freedom. I mean, there's a right. lot of things that the left are are like, oh my, uh, they are in, they care about freedom, and they see their freedoms going away, and so there's this huge opportunity to, to unite with these people. But you're seeing this Republican Democrat group uniting as well, but on another. I mean, you're seeing them against you, and we're seeing it, but they're trying to hide it from the mainstream media. Well, I mean, the mainstream media is very much on their side, certainly on the left side establishment. I mean, they just they just do the talking points. You're watching that right now in Minnesota as uh, Governor Walls clearly lied as, to the Minnesota public about this uh, $250 million fraud, which was which was oh, under yeah. the pandemic. The largest and, fraud in the United States. Correct. Right, yeah. uh, pandemic fraud. Yeah. Yes. And and he lies and says that a governor ordered his department to continue making payments to this fraudulent group. And that was just completely not true. And no one in the media even bothered to look up the court documents to find this order that he was supposedly referencing. The only way they found this out was a judge last Friday said, hey, this is not true. This is a false statement. We never get I never gave this order. Well, you think the media would run with a story. It should be huge headline news. And, you know, there's some coverage. I was looking at four of the uh, uh, local networks. Um, and I think the uh, ABC and um, and uh, CBS affiliates had a story about it this morning. And the other two did. Well, Fox so like, News is the worst locally. I almost. Fox I almost, 9, yeah. Fox 9. Fox 9. You know, Fox 9 did a story on it? No, no. I'm saying Fox 9. It, yeah, so... Fox News, you know, national is way different than Fox 9, That's which is right. the Fox affiliate locally. And you're the right, Fox, they're, they're pretty bad. They they are not the same <laughs> thing. It's incredible. I think they're the, the worst, but go ahead. Well, I mean, they're all bad. The, the corporate media, that's their job is to just help out with the left's cause. And so, and then they don't really investigate much when it comes to the Republican establishment either. They get a pass and they just uh, reiterate their talking points. And so then anyone that resists it, like us, is instantly labeled, um, you know, extremists or radicals. In fact, I was laughing, the Star Tribune last month, because a lot of people that align with Action for Liberty's values won Republican primaries. There's about $359,000 spent against pro-grassroots conservative candidates. And in many cases, it all was washed down the drain because the, the conservatives won. We had a really good primary night in Minnesota. And so the the Star Tribune and the reporter writes the far was it the far right group action for liberty that's how they label us it's like well would you, where's your proof on that how do you know we're far right right I'm actually that's kind of, right I'm a, I'm very libertarian esque like I don't think that's far right so then um, but that's how they wrote it in August and then they did a, a story on us just this last week because we exposed how um, 
a talking point that came down from the Republican Party chair, which is ridiculous. And they wrote libertarian group action for liberty. And it's not like this was a different report. It was the same reporter. So between two months, we have two different adjectives. It's like, well, which one is it? But you guys are just going to say what you're going to say. They're not honest. And that's why one of our biggest projects, Action for Liberty, is creating our own media. And then, of course, that doesn't come easy either. We've already been, um, uh, we've had a strike now on YouTube. So we were banned for a whole week on YouTube, uh, which allowed us to get moving on a Rumble channel. And I'm happy to say that we're getting thousands of views now um, on those channels. But yeah, we're up against a monster. And I think you have to take background media. That's right. That's you. Because I've been kicked off for a long time. And you really have to just, we need a whole nother, we need a media. And I think the, the majority of the American people would go to a new media that's not controlled. They they really would. But I, I just got to say how impressed I am with you. And what I'm seeing nationwide is that the Republicans, like you said, at a high level, they're not any different. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And there's only about, there was a group, and I don't remember the name of the group that investigated the people in Congress, and only 20 of them they could count on to actually vote with the Constitution and for liberty values, conservative values. The rest of them, you can't even count on. They're just like having a Democrat in there. And so this isn't just a small problem. This is this is a big problem that we have. And the fact that you were able to turn over your organization you really are making a big difference. And i that's why I've been wanting you on for a while is because this is exactly the kind of work we need to do. And I know other states are doing some of this, but you have just done a phenomenal job. Can you talk about some of the ways that you're doing that? Because people, I mean, we really do need organizations like this everywhere. Well, no one wants to do what we're doing that gets involved in politics because it's the hardest work and sometimes it's thankless. And then, and then in the case of us, you know, uh, you know, we just got subpoenaed this last week. Uh, I've had the FBI called on us. We've had the sergeant of arms at the Minnesota House call us. Um, three campaign finance uh, complaints against us, two already dismissed. Um, yeah, I can't even, I'm having Why? a hard time tracking Why? all these things. Because well, all because you we're want. Going yeah, because all you want is for them to back the Constitution and give us our freedom. And suddenly you are a target and a criminal because you want them to follow their oath of office and to stand up for the Constitution and then walk the talk. Yeah, we're a threat to their power. That's it. I mean, the Constitution is a threat to their power. And in the far left, it's a radical idea now. They're actually calling the, the tenets of our foundation radical views. That's how MSNBC refers to it. And, and those radical views, just so your listeners follow us, is that you believe in a God, that that our rights come from him, and that the job of the Constitution is to protect those God-given rights. That's an extremist radical view by MSNBC, which is basically the talking point of the Democrat Party. That's a radical view. That is our that is literally our founding documents. And and that used to be a core value that all Americans agreed upon. Right. Not that long ago. Right. Yes. And that and that's where we're and that's in my opinion where we're going so much down the wrong direction when we can't at least agree as a country that those are the, the core principles of our of of who we are basically as a nation. And so yeah, we threaten their power and that's why they lash out against us. But you know, I, I just won't back down. I believe in this stuff too much. You know, if our mission is to protect liberty for the next generation, 
I mean it. I have three little children. You think I'm going to give up on this fight? There's nothing That's they can right. do to stop me. That's right. Because it's about our children, isn't it? It's not. It's we've lived them. our lives. You, you're younger than me, so maybe not completely. You still have kids to raise. My children. Stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. My 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 kids are already adults, right? They're out of the home. But I gotta tell you, it's still about them. You know, it because. If they, if they don't have a future, then it the future fell apart on our watch. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. From the greatest generation to what we're doing now is just it's sad to see that. And it's, and it's, it's, I think a lot of things are cyclical. So I am somewhat optimistic, you know, uh, long-term, but I also think that this is something that was planned. Um, I don't know what you call it, a, a globalist uh, elite so to speak. I mean, there's certainly there proven. are people that way, right? I mean, well, I don't know why we can't have this. I don't know why we can't have this conversation about who Jeffrey Epstein was. I mean, the guy was clearly his job was to get dirt on the most important leaders and elected individuals. Like, why why don't we have that conversation? That's who that guy was. And because so, they won't talk about any kind of um, blackmail or human trafficking or pedophilia or any of that in the media. And if you do then you are a whack job conspiracy theorist. And I mean, it, it, they just, why isn't, why aren't the reporters every night going, who are on those videos that Epstein had? They were having sex with young kids. Right. Who are they? And, and he was flying the former president to his island. Like that, that's important stuff. But once again, why would they do that? The, the large corporate media, their own, right? I mean, we saw this so clearly during the role of the vaccines. This is brought to you by Pfizer. It's like you guys are bought and paid for and you can't do real journalism because of that. And that's why I think independent journalists like us are the hope and future. And that's why I think, you know, I never would have guessed that I'm a, I'm a big fan of the UFC um, and a big bow hunter. So, uh, you know, my past with Joe Rogan, we're going to cross no matter what. But it's so interesting to see that this uh, cage fighting commentator slash comedian is now the most impactful interviewer of all time he gets more downloads per episode than msnbc fox and cnn all combined yeah so well, that's a hope for the future in my opinion i agree because he's just saying it like it is and saying why can't we talk about these things i go a little bit farther because i i'll not only talk about it we'll dive into the facts and stuff that's really a no-no and it's just why? I mean, that's basic freedom of speech. And that is what the left has always stood for. They were always about freedom of speech and they abandoned that. And where do you think our country is going if we don't? I mean, people are really worried that we're I here's the deal. I think more people see what we're talking about. I think the vast majority of the people see what we're talking about. I don't know if I trust our elections and I don't know if I trust the establishment to even do what the people want. Do you agree with that? And what do we need to do to deal with it? Well, I think um, it's a lot of questions there. I know, um, it's big. Regards to election, there's fraud. Uh, everyone needs to understand that. It happens both to help the left and the right. Um, I, think, I think the left certainly took big leaps and bounds during 2020 because they couldn't even fathom having another term of uh, Donald Trump. I don't know how much that will apply to like the 2022 election because um, the big boogeyman was taken down and the, 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 the Republicans stand to have big gains here. So to cheat on this one would be 
pretty hard to get past people. So I, I don't want to discourage any of your viewers to not go out and vote because I think I think you still have to have a basic level of trust in elections. And if we lose that, then things are going to get real bad quickly in this country. Um, but we got to fix them, right? I mean, we got to fix right. it. Because if it keeps going like this, where we feel that where it becomes obvious where one candidate has four people at their their speech and the other one has thousands and then the one with thousands loses, it becomes so obvious that there's some kind of issue. And mm-hmm. if there if there if that kind of stuff happens, people are just gonna lose faith. Yeah, and I think maybe what scares me more than just even the elections is you know, what's happening with the Department of Justice and the FBI. Yes, yes. You know, I, I look at this thing with Trump and I go, well, there's no good possibility here for for what they did. Because, you know, the legal experts right now seem to think he has committed a crime and that crime was mishandling classified information, which is very fascinating when we think about Hillary Clinton, right? Yes, yeah. So, <laughs> so are they going to put this beloved president who has tens of millions of people who love and adore him in prison for classified information, prosecuted in a special court to deal with top secret information. And then those tens of millions of people are going to go. Uh, so what, what was the crime that was committed or, wh- or what information did he have? And the official government response is, I'm sorry, it's classified. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's like, how you know i look at this in the last thing in the world do i want is a civil war and the last thing in the world i want is great political violence which there is political violence and it's majorities on the left not january 6th the majority of it's on the left but i don't see how the current trajectory where things going are going to lead to peaceful times and that's what's very scary and joe biden is going to have blood on his hands for the things that he's doing uh department of justice and then on top of that, as we were alluding to before, it's now being revealed that he is behind it. The White House is behind the censorship on platforms like Facebook and YouTube. We lost our um, Facebook page last year. So the one you see today, which doesn't seem to be able to grow to save our lives, it's so clear things are going to drop. <laughs> they still won't even less advertise, but they don't say we're banned from it. They just It never seems to work anymore, which yeah, is so yeah. fascinating. It's not like they got a department you can call it Facebook. Nope. So they removed our Facebook page off the planet and a group that we had over 50,000 people in. We spent $50,000 in advertising over the years with Facebook, removed it from the internet. And now we learn that the White House actually said, you guys need to get rid of uh, misinformation. So you want to talk about lawsuits? I think we should be suing the White House for infringing on our free speech. So all these things I see happening, I go, I don't know how this ends very peaceful because eventually you can only anger the right to a certain degree before it is, it is you know, time for them to lash out. And I don't want this to happen. That's why I think the left is playing with really, or they're playing with fire on this. They need to stop. They need to stop. And I think the actions you're doing actually can help keep that keeping a violent revolution kind of thing. What you're doing is making progress to keep the country safer. And even though they hate it, it does help the country. Now, what do you think about- Well, think about that for a second though. Go ahead. What if we say, go vote, and and then the elections are rigged? And what if we want to say something and we can't say that because our voice is silenced through censorship, right? And, and and what if our what if we get subpoenaed and the FBI raids us? At some point, that's the direction we're heading. 
and this is why it's so scary and dangerous is we we want to do this through the peaceful political route but we are getting stopped so many times from our government that at some point it's not going to lead in the right direction and i want to make sure that they stop this as much as possible because that is a scary premise of our country because there's too many patriots out there that are going to be like this is enough yeah yeah and you're talking military people who have risked their lives watch their buddies die in combat and you're everything they fought for all the freedoms they fought for you're taking away and just pissing on their their life work and and the death of their fellow soldiers so you're they're really playing with fire here and that's why i wanted to ask you what do you think about this military and the fact that they're still requiring vaccines for these people when a it's proven that it does not work for very long if it does and b it's proven that it causes all sorts of side effects and maybe death yeah i mean how would you know that that's been suppressed and that's that's actually what led to us being removed off to Facebook is the vaccine thing. Um, like we couldn't even discuss these side effects that were happening, which is how science works. FYI, the scientific process works with a lot of different data points coming in. So if you just to say this is misinformation, you're removing a large set of potential data points that lets us know how science works. That's right. So That's they're right. the anti-science. We have to understand that. And so, yeah, it's terrible. And I think we've written about this a little bit. Um, you know, I, I left the military, I think it's, what, seven, eight, nine years ago or something like that. I would have hit 20 years in the military last year. <laughs> I don't know if I would ever last lasted that last year because of wearing masks. Like, I don't own a mask, so wearing masks in formation. And then I probably would have been out right before the jab. But, you know, I was an officer, so the way that um, retirement works is you have to have two years in grade. So if I had just gotten promoted to lieutenant colonel, for instance, at that time, you know, it would have not made sense to retire unless I had two years in that that uh, rank. And I don't know how I would have made it through the vaccine mandate. Were you at a lieutenant colonel at the time that you retired? I retired as a captain. So okay. you know, my, my peer group, my buddies, they're, they're at that that rank now. So majors and lieutenant colonels. Yeah, so you would have been promoted after a while. So I'd probably, I would have probably been pushed out in 2020. Uh, <laughs> Maybe shut up not. What's going on? I'd be like, guys, yeah. this is really wrong. Is it where but there's a lot of patriots in the military. There's a lot of patriots in the military. So I'm being a little bit uh, funny on that. But of course, once you get up the higher ranks, and, and when you hit higher ranks too, you, you know, your job becomes by nature more political. And that, <laughs> the higher ranks in the military are. They're just not the way they used to be. I'll put it that way. Well, I, I interview a lot of generals on the show and they're older because the current generals and people have said this, that they have been working for the last couple decades to to put in certain people in these highest ranks that would act out their political ambitions. And so it became a different deal in the last. Yes. And so that's why these older generals and, and admirals are speaking out, but you're not seeing very much from the younger generation, which is really sad because that's what right. we're dealing with. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I just give us some words of inspiration and wisdom that you can tell others around the country, because honestly, they need to learn from you because I really believe that if it wasn't for your organization, we, I mean, we got Keith Ellison, we got, 
um, what's her name in Minneapolis? Alan uh, Omar. Yeah, I don't know why I forgot her name. She's like the worst. And then we got walls and we we killed just as many people in our nursing. I mean, it was bad here. If it wasn't for you, I bet you we'd be a California. I mean, honest to God, it was bad. And so that's why when I saw you fighting, I was like, oh, God, there's another sane person, you know, another sane people, my people. Um, so people could learn from you. And I know there are people out there that would want to. How can they learn from you? How can they follow some, you know, follow some of the things that you're doing because they need to be doing it in their states. The more states that we have that are taking up this fight in, in the way that you are, the better. Well, we educate, you're educating people. I mean, it's, it's so perfect. Yeah. Samuel Adams had a great quote. He also made great beer, by the way, uh, but he had a great quote and it doesn't take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen and setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. That's true. At the founding of this country, it was not a majority that said we need to remove the, the English crown from our soil. It was a minority and they were successful. So that's the way I look at politics is we always think, oh, well, we always think about elections and that's how everything gets done. And trust me, if Republicans win big, it doesn't mean everything's going to go great here. Um, politics isn't won by 50 percent plus one. Elections are, but politics isn't. Politics is about a tiny minority of people that really have a good um, message, a good idea, and are tireless and will fight for that thing. And that will compound to more and more people, and that will scare the crap out of the political class. Because at the end of the day, all they care about is getting reelected. And when they have a mass of people who won't give up on an issue, they will they will definitely get in line. And that's how we ended Governor Walz's Mercy Powers um, in Minnesota which at the time took too long, but it actually was good that we got it done when we did because he ended up, you know, the vaccine rollout, uh, Biden had a federal mandate and I guarantee Governor Walls would have done that in the state if we wouldn't have removed his powers. That's right. He definitely so, would have. Yeah. So well, we, our job in this whole fight for the patriots out there is to organize you because you might, you might think that the only thing you can do is to uh, get involved and maybe vote or help out a candidate, but there's so much more you can do. Just getting on our email list alone will tell you what needs to happen when it happens. So that's by going to actionforliberty.com. So go on there, sign our petition. The Never Again petition is probably great for the audience here by the subject matter. It just means that the governor can never do what he did to us again. And there's a bill uh, sponsored by Eric Mortensen in the Minnesota House that is called the Never Again Bill. So go to actionforliberty.com and sign that petition. Get on our email list. And also, when you sign these petitions, what happens is when we print these out and give them to legislators, and if they want to ignore us, they're also ignoring a stack of people in their district. That's why we ask for your zip code, because then we know where you live. And the legislators are like, oh, my God, there's hundreds of people in my district that feel this way on this issue. And they go, OK, well, this is going to be bad if I don't get on board. Yep, perfect. OK, well, thank you so much. Actionforliberty.com. And they got to sign up for your newsletter. And you're also in these lawsuits. How are you doing in that? Because I want to if people we don't can... have any lawsuits that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, no, well, they were going after you, right? Because you were raising yeah, money a, for your defense, but you prevailed. Okay. Well, that's an erroneous campaign finance board complaint. So this is the third one that's been levied against us, um, which once again, done nothing wrong. But this case, uh, they actually tried subpoenaing to get more information. So 
we'll, we'll have to sort this stuff out uh, probably through the court system um, because the, the campaign finance board of Minnesota is actually made up of governor walls appointees. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's that's like great. not a jury of our peers. And what they do is they pretend like, well, it's, it's bipartisan, you know, because obviously if you just had Democrats on the board, the Republicans would be targeted. So what they do is they point people on the Republican side and point people on the Democrat side. Well, what Republicans do you think they're pointing? They're not pointing grassroots conservative the Liz party Cheney type. types. They, yes, exactly. So the Republicans on there almost hate us more. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a ridiculous thing. Uh, so we're just going to fight back. Um, and uh, I think we'll prevail, hopefully, if we have good justices in the state, because it's so erroneous what they're doing to us. Um, and once again, like I alluded to before, you hope that elections are right. You hope that the courts haven't lost their case. You hope that the Department of Justice isn't completely insane. And you hope social media companies at least have some bit of uh, protection of free speech. If those things all fail, then this is a failed experiment, this country. And I don't want that. And I don't think most people don't want that. Even even the rank and file Democrats, but the people at the top, the political class elites, I think they do want that. They want total control over us. Well, and they, they're so short-sighted because what happens to their children and their families in the future? They're just, they're psychopaths. I got to tell you, I, I say the same thing about our case against Google. I, I pray that the judges do the right thing. It's whether they have the courage to do the right thing. Because you're right, it, it it's the right thing to do according to our constitution. And if they don't do it, freedom of speech is is hanging on by a thread. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one thing for a social media company to do it. And I don't know your case. particularly. It's all state government. We're going after them for state collusion. Gotcha. Exactly. So that that's so clear cut. And the big one right now is the White House doing this uh, using Facebook. They've admitted in testimony uh, uh, that they have colluded with the White House to stop what they call misinformation. Well, that means the White House is censoring speech. And the First Amendment was written to stop the federal government from infringing on free speech. It's a clear violation of our constitutionally protected rights. So the the judges just have the have, have to have the courage to do what's right. That's right. and it, otherwise it gets to your point where it becomes, well, what else can we do, right? And that's the scary thing. And I think people need to start realizing that that you can only push and poke the bear enough times before they lash out. And the left wants you to think that happened on January 6th. And it's just a joke what they're saying. There is a potential for more political violence. You know, that's what BLM is, right? BLM is we can't get justice in the system. And they actually have a little bit of an argument there. Now their ends is not good, right? They're very much a socialist organization, but when injustice occurs, then we can't use the traditional political and legal route. And so their remedy turns to rioting and violence. Well, when you shut down the right in speech, in the in the legal system, um, that's that that is the course that it's going to take. Or certainly if they don't believe any election will ever be won again, like if they were to cheat and commit mass uh, fraud in this upcoming election, that will turn violent. That, that that's the fire they're playing with if they were to do something like that, because then the right says, well, then we can't achieve any political results through the peaceful process. Yeah, we're done. We want our own country. We're done. We got to create right. our own situation. And it's getting really close to that. 
Right. And we're just considered like this is considered talk that's so radical. No one wants to talk it in the corporate media. You might get banned for even playing this, although I'm guessing this goes just up to Rumble now. And at least I have a bunch of platforms, but yeah. (laughs) But it's like, yeah. What, what we're saying right now is not crazy. This is literally what happens around the vast majority of the world. Do people not understand this? This happens today in so many countries. Russia is just a, a prime example of where this happens, but it happens all over the place. We have this problem in America where we get little, you know, like we, we get this tunnel vision. We don't see the rest of the world and how it operates. Most of the politics around the world is done at the edge of a sword or at the end of a barrel. Luckily in America, we have been able to avoid that for the largest part. But once again, just open a damn history book. We had a civil war in our country in in the 1860s. Like the idea that this never happens again is ludicrous. So let's stop that from happening. Let's go through the peaceful process. And for anyone that's in the uh, doing this stuff, you know, the Justice Department, social media companies, for God's sakes, stop this action because it's not leading in a good direction. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Actions, actionforliberty.com. And you are an American hero and so are the others that are helping you. So thank you so much for joining the program. Thanks for having me.